Hello, Outperformers. I hope this finds you well. In this episode of the Outperform Podcast, you're going to hear about one of the secrets of elite performance that I've personally seen from people, regardless of what we're talking about, whether it's professionally in business or entrepreneurship or athletically on the court or the course of the field or the ice. It is something that I've seen all elite performers use. And quite honestly, I do not know why it is not something that's discussed more often because it is one of the fastest ways to boost or enhance performance as far as what you're doing. And how about that for a cliffhanger, right? That's there's a lot to live up to with that setting it up that way. But truthfully, the way that I can probably best explain it is this, and it's, it's the concept of the alter ego. The question that I would ask you starting out here, before we even get to the clip of me speaking for a large chamber group just southwest of Denver, is I would ask you the question, what are the different roles that you play in your life? And by roles, what I mean is you might have a role professionally as a project manager, as a senior manager, as a VP of sales, as a C-suite executive, as an entrepreneur. Okay, that's a specific role. You might also have a role as husband or wife or son or daughter or mother or father or community leader or church leader or friend. You probably have a lot of different roles and sort of like spokes on a bicycle wheel. You need to bring sometimes a different mentality and a different skill set to those situations to be able to perform your best for some of the tasks at hand. And sometimes what I will hear from people when I'm speaking to them is they just say, well, I just show up exactly the same way in my life, whether it's personally, professionally, athletically, or otherwise. And at the risk of calling anybody out for saying that, if you are showing up exactly the same way in every single context and in every single role that you play, there is no way that you're performing your best in all of those different situations. You're probably underperforming in some, and you're probably performing optimally in others. And the way that I would frame that part of it is, doesn't it require a slightly different skill set or communication style or approach to, let's say, parent your son or daughter than it might be to communicate with a team member or to sell a new product or a proposal or to lead a team? Shouldn't those have slightly different mentalities and skill sets and approaches? And the answer is absolutely. And that is how elite performers perform best for the task or for what's required of them. It's the same exact way that if you see a high-level athlete performing phenomenally well on the court or the course or the field or the ice, well, the mentality and the way that they approach any of those given scenarios is different than the way that they would approach a lot of things in their personal life. It's not the same person showing up on the field of play that it uh, the field of play of life than it is the field of play of what they're doing in athletics or in sports. And this is where the concept of the alter ego can become so powerful and so advantageous for what you do. And I do address this in the clip that you're going to hear here in a second, where again, speaking to a group of business leaders, and without a doubt, the most common thing that I'll hear from people is, won't this make me look fake or won't this make me look 
inauthentic when I'm bringing out this alter ego? And the answer to that, and I just want to anchor it in, is absolutely not. Because what you are doing when you lean into this alter ego and this better enhanced version of you to be able to handle a task at hand is you're actually bringing out the biggest, best, boldest, most courageous part of your personality that doesn't operate with the same worries, fears, judgments, and insecurities that may be holding you back on being able to perform your best in a given context. So again, everyone that I've ever coached, that I've worked with, that I've seen and researched and studied does this whether they understand it and whether they even realize they're doing it, but they do lean into a different version of them in the situations where they feel uncomfortable to be able to outperform and to be able to be their best. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode on the alter ego Let your imagination go a little bit and think about what would those situations be for you and how do you want to show up. And if you do that, I promise you're going to be performing better in all different areas of your life. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending it with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. And this last one, I debated whether I was going to put it in here, but it's such a powerful performance enhancing strategy. Honest to God, this is the fastest way to enhance performance. And I will ask a couple of things from you starting out. The first thing is I want you to let your imagination go with me a little bit on this because we're going to be talking about creating an alter ego. And, you know, okay, we're all going to be going to happy hour like that, right? Like we're just going to charge into happy hour. But we're going to talk about, okay, uh, Wonder Woman had Diana Prince, okay? A Superman had Clark Kent. A Batman had Bruce Wayne. They step into a better enhanced version of themselves to handle a task at hand. If you want to know what elite performers do to be able to perform their best on the field of play, this is it. Whether they consciously know they're doing it or whether they don't even fully appreciate it. 
And you might be saying, well, wh why do I need to do this? Like, what's, what's the reason behind this? Well, I've never met a single person that doesn't have some aspect of their business or some specific situations that make them feel uncomfortable. It could be speaking up in front of an audience like this. It could be boldly putting yourself out there in terms of sales and marketing and social media. It could be handling challenging, constructive conversations kind of with direct reports or people in your business. It can manifest itself in a lot of ways. But where these things actually come from are from our earliest belief systems and things that happened to us very early in life before we even had a say in the matter. And I'll give you a couple of examples from society. Like one of the, one of the most popular ones, maybe you've heard the story of Beyonce. You certainly probably heard the name. She actually had an album early on called I Am Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce was her alter ego. Now, if you know this backstory of Beyonce, she grew up Houston, Texas, very conservative, kind of religious, traditional values. She was shy. She didn't have a lot of friends, but she was identified, you can probably guess, very early as someone that could sing and someone that had a lot of musical talent. Okay, well, once she kind of progressed up the ranks and it was first Destiny's Child before then she went on her own, well, when she had to go up there on stage and really creatively express herself, those things were holding her back because it was incongruent with her earliest belief systems, with how she was brought up, with how she was raised. So she had to give herself permission to be able to step into that version of herself by creating the alter ego that was Sasha Fierce. Another one, almost as popular as Beyonce, Scott Welly, you know, has almost as many followers. Um, my backstory on this is, you know, growing up, I mean, the people that knew me growing up can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing now because I grew up with a horrible stutter when I was young, spent years in speech therapy all the way through grade school, all the way through junior high. I was the kid that would, sit in the, that would sit in the back of class and I would just hope that the teacher wouldn't call on me. And if you've ever had a stutter, you know that it doesn't get better when you get nervous. And every time I would have to speak in front of people, I was constantly worried. Are they judging me? Are they evaluating me? Are they going to criticize me? So, and another just quick one, and I, I know that I'm running a little bit short on time, but like to look at it from kind of a money mindset as well. Like I was born in, in small town Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, small town of, seven, town of 1700. And my dad owned a car dealership, Welly Dodge Chrysler Plymouth. And because all the kids would drive by and they would see Welly Dodge Chrysler Plymouth, everybody just assumed that we were rich, right? They had no idea what was going on. We had no money. Every conversation that we had around money was a source of stress. The business ended up going bankrupt when I was in my freshman year of high school. And I brought a belief system in that when I went out on my own as an entrepreneur and I was negotiating speaking contracts, consulting contracts, it was just, a, it was like fingernails on a chalkboard to negotiate some of these things and to talk about money and to convey my value and to be okay with that. So my favorite athlete was, was Michael Jordan. So part of my alter ego was kind of constructed around Michael Jordan, but I also noticed I just called my alter ego Welly. Like, because I understood that it was interesting when I would talk to other people, they would all call me Welly. And what became 
blatantly apparent to me was that they saw me differently than I saw myself. They saw me as someone that would actually was confident and kind of commanding and willing to negotiate his value and wasn't worried about stuttering in front of people. So I just started looking at it anytime I would have to negotiate something, anytime I would be speaking, I would say, who's showing up? Is it Scott showing up or is it Welly showing up? So you might be asking yourself as I talk through this, and I think this is an important thing to touch on because we talked a lot about authenticity, right? So you might be saying right now, well, how does this, how does this work with what Christine talked about, authenticity? Won't this make me look fake? Absolutely not. Because let me ask you this, what is the realest, truest version of you? I mean, what's the realest, truest version of Scott? Is it someone that's backstage, worried about being judged, being evaluated, being criticized, afraid to negotiate his value? Is the real version of Beyonce someone that's shy, that's unwilling to creatively express herself? Is the real version of you maybe someone that knows? I know I could be playing at a little bit of a higher level in regards to some of these things. What an alter ego actually does is it allows you to step into that realest, truest, most authentic, biggest, boldest version of yourself. Because that alter ego doesn't operate with the same belief systems that you have right now. It's why you can't do it as you. For a period of time, you actually have to step into that other version and then eventually they become one. Hello, outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity. And I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.